0: hello and welcome to another episode of the super top podcast i'm Oshin, recording in dublin and i'm podrig recording from vancouver big week
1: yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah we launched castro 2.3 yeah i thought that app was
0: dead i mean it's so long since it was updated right
1: (laughs) yeah it's been almost three
0: months (laughs) (laughs) uh what were we doing all that time yeah probably nothing (laughs) <laughs> Judging by the release notes, I don't think so, but... <laughs> Got lots
1: of bugs fixed and some some pretty big ones that have been causing a lot of support email, so it was nice to get those done. And it was it was pretty nice actually having the longer development cycle um, because there weren't any last-minute crashes or support issues once we launched it, whereas I'm always nervous when we launch an app that somehow there'll be some huge crashing bug and then we'll immediately have to release like 2.3.1. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, no. Hockey and Xcode's bug tracker thing are all looking fairly quiet today, so that's pretty good. Yeah, that's great. Um, We'd kind of decided
1: that we were going to slow down our releases a bit, just so that our iTunes ratings would stay uh, high for longer. And I think I'm happy with that. This is the first time we've consciously delayed or like consciously left the door open when we had a few bugs fixed that we could have released and I think it's the right thing to do probably even though it's a, it's a bit frustrating to be still answering emails from people who have a bug when the fix is already done but still
0: hmm. I think part of the reason behind that as well was that like, we really wanted this to be, like, really, a, like, an update about, like, improving the performance and the stability of everything. Kind of like, I don't know, Snow Castro or something like that. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, the more of those things that we got in, the more that it started, like, becoming that that was co- that we could make that be, like, the story of this update was, like, that we have, like, improved so many things. Um and that's, like, one thing that we've talked about before was the idea of, like, having, like, when we did updates, like, hopefully managing, like, to have a story behind that update and what this update is about. Um, we, we couldn't help ourselves back, though. We did sneak in a couple of features there at the end, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, after we were chatting about the App Store ratings prompt that's coming in uh, iOS 10.3, and that got us thinking about notifications, and we had that blog post, and we talked about that last episode. Um, and I think that just got the idea in our heads that maybe we could do more with notifications ourselves.
0: Yeah, it was funny how like, I mean, obviously intellectually, like we knew about like these new notifications. They had been announced like since iOS 10, um, but something about it just like hadn't quite like clicked in my brain yet about like how much of an advantage they could be to like to anybody who's using Castro. Um but it started like when I was like making the screenshots for that blog post. And I just realized because I wanted to like use the real notification UI, but then add some stuff in Photoshop afterwards. So I just started like sending these like local notifications with like lots of line breaks in them to like fill out the space so that I could get a realistic looking screenshot with space where then I could put stuff in Photoshop. Mm-hmm. And then some, and then it suddenly clicked. Like that was just a pretty standard notification. I didn't do any like fancy custom uh, notification extension or anything for that stuff. In the end, I just sent it a notification with a load of line breaks. And then I was like, oh, even with these standard notifications, you can like it just clicked with me. You can send a lot more text over, and people can expand them out and read it. And I was like, oh, we have got to do this with Castro. Yeah, so that, that's where where it started was even oh, let's put the description in there.
1: Yeah, that was the first version. You, you sent me a screenshot of just the description. And I think we had that in one of our betas for a while. And yeah, it was great. <laughs> like we could have, I think there was a while, a few weeks ago when we were almost just going to ship that
0: mm-hmm. yeah, because
1: it was like a clear improvement. Um, but I'm really glad that uh, we went got hung up on it and went the whole way.
0: Yeah no yeah over time it just seemed like oh it wouldn't have been nice if we had the artwork and then if we wanted the artwork it was a bunch of it was like yeah eventually we'd like designed out the whole thing and we got to use our custom fonts and lay it out in a way that looks uh, more familiar to the app itself Um, and I actually think I really liked the way the notifications ended up looking um, because they feel. it's always kind of tricky, I guess, when you're like combining like the system UI with something that's like more custom from within an app. Mm. Like in terms of like, we have our own typefaces and stuff. And I think with Castro One, we have had like some experiences of like trying to mix our own custom typefaces with uh, the system default and stuff like that. But um, I think it worked out well in this case, like the design that we ended up with uses like some elements from the... The standard notification UI, like there's a bar at the bottom of it that mirrors the bar that's at the top, but has our own custom stuff inside in it. And there's a nice amount of spacing that feels a lot more like the app and our own custom font and stuff inside in there. So it ends up looking pretty sweet.
1: Yeah, I'm no, pretty happy with it. Um, And then we also had a new, it's kind of a weird feature to describe, but it ends up being really useful because of how Castro works, I think, in part, Um it's like a shortcut to do certain actions when you're not in the app, so if you pause an episode in the last three minutes of it, a notification will get posted to your phone and then you can expand that and you can immediately start playing the next episode afterwards in your queue, or you can just archive this one so that like you're you're gonna stop listening, but you're marking this one as done so that it won't be in your queue next time, which is something I was i eventually realized I was always doing that like I'd reopen the app just to get rid of the last 30 seconds while they uh, re-mention their sponsors or ask for a review on the App Store like we always do. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, just kind of a weird way to use notifications as like a shortcut to some kind of multitasking feature, but it's pretty interesting and it's been well received, so yeah, we'll see if we can go further with that in future too, I think.
0: Yeah, it kind of feels like a really interesting way to like dip our toe in the water and that stuff. Like, at, So at the moment it just appears in the last three minutes, I think we messed around or we considered, like, should it happen all the time, but we were scared we were going to end up annoying people. And we didn't want it to be off by default. We wanted it to be on by default for sure. So that, like, just to help people discover it. Um, mm-hmm. But maybe over time we can get braver about, like, how it works or if we expand it out to do other things that way. Um yeah, we. I think on the last episode, we talked about the idea of using something like that for like how you would decide what you wanted to listen to next. Like, So not when you paused it, but just as you were approaching the end of an episode. Uh, maybe you want to listen to the next episode of, the, like if you're listening to Serial Episode 2, se- Season 2 Part 1, maybe you want to like jump straight into Episode 2 or whatever. But um, I don't know. it'll be interesting to see and think about more ideas and that vein down along the line. Yeah, totally.
1: I right. I love the idea of using that notifications thing for weird new things.
0: Um so what are we gonna do next? Well, I I just installed Castro two point four beta on my phone. <laughs> you told me I should have left the App Store version for a bit longer, but I I like I'll dive in early with these betas. <laughs> <laughs> um so the big new features
1: well, big new feature really in there is Enhanced Audio, I think, (laughs) is the name that it's called at the moment. Yeah, we'll probably (laughs) rename it a few times, but something like that. So it's basically our version of uh, the voice boost feature in Overcast that lots of people ask us for. Um, I'm not sure if it works exactly the same way, um, but I'm pretty happy with how it does work, so... (laughs) Um, we've started that beta anyway and I think we're gonna let that run for a while because there's some pretty new low-level code involved so that I, I want to make sure it doesn't do anything weird when with uh, anyone's episodes so
0: yeah and we also added in I mean this is something that like had been requested a bit that it was a bit awkward in Castro to uh, turn continuous play on and off like um, I think some people like only want continuous play on in specific situations like if they're riding their bike or whatever but digging into settings to find that was always a bit awkward so um right there next to the enhanced audio toggle on the on the now playing screen we have the just a continuous play toggle that can could turn that on and off as well yeah oh one thing that i like about this as well even just like from a ui point of view is uh, that i finally get to use these custom new Toggles that were designed during like the initial stages, I think, of Castro two development, but now, now they're in there. So,
1: oh yeah, yeah, no, that's they're they're pretty cool looking. Um, so we're gonna have Voice Boost and and we have that continuous play thing, but Ashin enhanced audio though. Why don't? <laughs> oh yeah, sorry.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, so I mean, it's it's funny with that trademark thing. So Marco has a trademark on the name Voice Boost, so that other apps don't uh use the same name for that feature so you end up in a situation where every app just comes up with their own name for the same basic feature which is fair enough um but yeah it puts me
0: at a disadvantage because i keep changing wh- how i describe it every three <laughs> sentences i think in the i think even in the code base it's called about three different things in a few different classes <laughs> yeah we'll we'll, we'll standardize yeah, s- at some point we'll figure but, it out but uh
1: <laughs> the thing that happens every time we announce a new feature <laughs> on, like on Twitter in particular we post like oh 2.3 it has this and this and this there's like someone who replies within a few seconds usually saying yeah but what about some other feature yeah. do you think uh, we're
0: we, going to get any responses like that when we release 2.4 no because like we've got th- the, the, <laughs> the features are like <laughs> we need to
1: have voice boost and the ability, ability to toggle continuous play and that's all you could possibly ever want, right? <laughs> uh, smart speed? Yeah. So that's the thing. People are going <laughs> to... We'll be excited that we're launching this feature that is like a genuinely useful, good feature to have. And now that we've been experimenting with it, I really am st- starting to uh, to appreciate it when I'm on the bus and I'm listening to a podcast where one host is a bit quiet and the other one's like at a normal volume. Um, it really does make a difference. So that's a cool new feature we're going to have and the first thing the first response is going to be like yeah but what about this
0: (laughs) I think I'm getting a a tougher skin too but what about yeah I know (laughs) I I need to get there too Uh, but
1: yeah so why isn't it done let's just answer that really quickly it's not done so (laughs) voice (laughs) boost is useful we're going to launch it um, because it's like close enough to done Uh, and smart speed is not done so it's not going to be launched
0: (laughs) Yeah, SmartSpeed is still going to be more... It's, it, that's still more of a, of a challenge.
1: Like, it's technically still hard enough to... Like, it's been a learning curve to figure out all the core audio stuff and the low-level frameworks uh, to get enhanced audio working. But it's far less disruptive to the code base. Like, we don't have to rewrite the entire player and, like, reinvent streaming and all that stuff. So we can get this one out and we can keep working on SmartSpeed or... Assuming that we ever do it, we're not promising anything, as
0: usual. <laughs> I can't wait till we come up with names that stick in our head as much that we just... What are we going to actually end up calling this enhanced audio? What What are the other ones? Voice enhancement, enhanced voices. Dynamic boost. Dynamic boost. Um, yeah, it's just kind of dancing around the fact Maybe that Maybe we should start a Twitter poll. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there is something about, like... So in Castro... One, remember we had, like, we started using a better algorithm for the faster speeds yeah. Um than, like, the default one.
0: And it did sound a lot better, but it was kind of hard to tell. Oh, I think it sounded, like, remarkably better. Yeah. The, the funny part about it, I think, well, yeah, so then we, because it was basically, like, a setting that we had to change, but that wasn't, like, very broadly documented in lots of places. Mm-hmm. So then when we found it and changed it, like... We changed we like we updated our website we added this whole like enhanced audio section to like our pitch for like what was great about Castro One and all this, and it was basically mostly down to us changing one line of code, which was kind of funny, <laughs> <laughs> but we were using that better algorithm for
1: months or maybe years before anyone else was, and we tried to make a point of it so wh- where I was going is I think Marco did a very good job in overcast one of like taking these two features, voice boost and smart speed and like building an app around them and like because smart speeds i mean yeah people will tell you smart speed existed in i think rss radio or some other podcast app mm-hmm. um before it existed in uh overcast but overcast managed to make a big story out of it which i think is yeah there's something interesting about that and i feel a little bit the same about our previous enhanced audio thing where we tried to make tried to make it a thing by having our website and having the two, we had like a sample of uh faster speed with the old algorithm versus the new one. So people could listen to both and hear for themselves. But I think we totally failed to like get that idea in people's minds that we had a better algorithm in there.
0: Mm. That makes me think of a discussion that we were having a week or two ago about like, how should it be? How should the app behave? Like when you're switching enhanced audio on and off, um, and i think you were saying that like oh it would be like it might be like acoustically more um subtle and and like nicer on the ears if it like if it didn't like just do a quick uh um a quick switch from like on to off if we kind of like faded in the enhancement like over a few seconds just so that it was like a, a like a more subtle effect mm-hmm. um but then it's like yeah but people are going to turn it on and off quickly to prove to themselves that it definitely does sound better so like in some way by like making this what you think would be good for like long-term usage in some ways maybe that like has a detrimental effect when people are trying to evaluate the thing in the first place it's a tricky enough problem
1: yeah it's frustrating because they're both real things we have to do and you can you can argue oh no you should do the do the one that's nicer for the user but then like People won 't buy your app because they will think your voice everyone will report the voice boost feature is not working yeah. um so it's it's tricky. I think we could launch one way and then change it in a few months. that might be the the answer to that, but
0: we talked about maybe trying to release it in two point three right mm-hmm. um but we haven't, and I think like the main reason for that is like I think there still are some. Not necessarily that detail in particular, but some details like that, and maybe some different tweaks, and like potentially still some there may be some bugs in there um so we want to do a like a like a longer beta cycle on it and not just like rush it out the door.
1: yeah, I mean, we got it working properly for the first time, I think last week, so it's mm. and um because it's using all this new core audio stuff I'm nervous about, like we're much more responsible for how we manage our memory um I want to make sure that someone who is playing a podcast, who's decided to use some weird format and not use MP3, Mm. that that, if if it doesn't work, that at least it doesn't fail in a terrible way. So yeah, I think it just needs a bit, it needs some testing. Not every feature, like a lot of features you can, like once they're working, they're working and you can ship them, but the player is so central. And like all the audio is piped through that code now too. So even if that feature is turned off, it's still it still touches that code so Mm
0: -hmm.
1: yeah it's i'm i definitely feel good about um holding off on on that one for a while
0: it's going to be great though when we do get it out though because even in its like beta state right now like it just sounds so good yeah (laughs) Uh, and put on certain shows anyhow at least it like um like for me it was more like i went uh, for a drive with a friend of mine and we had the phone hooked up um and it just made like such a such a difference to like trying to listen to it in the car driving around the M50
1: one of the things podcasts are great at is like taking someone who's not like a radio engineer who j- but who's like super interested in something else and has managed to make a podcast that like they've successfully recorded an audio file and put it on the internet and so like the quality might be terrible but the content could be fascinating so a- anything that an app can do to help make those easier to listen to is like that's a pretty positive thing i think but anyway yeah glad that feature's on the way that's pretty cool so overcast 3 came out this week too yeah it um, was
0: uh, it was surprising, surprising. timing <laughs> um yeah i think it actually worked out pretty good that they, they we each had these updates coming out in the same week um it seemed to generate quite like there was a lot of obviously a huge amount of chatter when overcast 3 came out um and then, like when we came, when two point, our 2.3 came out a couple of days later, kind of seemed to like reinvigorate some of that buzz around. I've seen a bunch of tweets about the, what's the term, like the playground. Oh, the update. UI playground. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like reinvigorated that when like the t- each of our apps is like coming out with new stuff in the same week.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. The timing was interesting. Was, I think we released ours about two days after. Was it it was Monday it came out, right?
0: I think so, yeah.
1: So I was working on our initial blog post at the time and then that came out and it, it changed some of how we framed the release. I think I wanted I wanted to talk about the new notifications first and then kind of brush aside the all the fixes. But then when that came out it you suggested that it might make more, more sense to like emphasize how we've focused on the quality of it. And that really was most of the work mm-hmm. that went into this release. So I feel really good that we've pitched it that way rather than instead of trying to oversell the notifications i think that w- i think that was a more honest
0: pitch really as well in the end
1: yeah it was a lot better because i i initially thought like okay we'll oversell the notifications and tell everyone that they're the greatest thing ever mm-hmm. and they are pretty good um uh-huh. and then pushed aside the other three months or like two and a half months of work we've done <laughs> but yeah there's some pretty good bug fixes in there so yeah i'm much happier with how how it's been phrased um the business side of competing with overcast is interesting and that obviously was going through my head a lot after overcast 3 came out because um, he's obviously decided to continue to improve it and to like he's willing to make big changes to the ui as necessary um so it's like an ongoing question of like which app is better or how should we compete with it and i but i keep coming back to the fact that overcast is free to use like almost all of its features and caster 2 is well it's four dollars at the moment Usually I don't look at the the market as like one zero some game where like Marco has to lose for us to win. But there is an element of like we are competing for I want people to use our app, not just buy it. So we are competing for like maybe there's 20 million people out there who will ever use an app. And we are fighting to get them using R1 versus, I don't know, maybe it's not zero-sum in reality, but... All I want is 20 million users. Is that so much <laughs> to ask? So I think it's a legitimate way to look at things, um, from a business point of view, at least. And I don't think we can ever come close to him as long as Castro has paid up front. Hmm.
0: It's, it's a difficult one to figure out. I mean, I know we definitely talked about even before castro 2 came out uh, there were stages when it was definitely going to be free with whatever uh, different ideas we had for business plans at different stages Um when it came down to the wire then it, eventually it was like look we need to get this out app out well let's stick with the simplest business model right now and then see about evolving it over time Um I think our one of our developer relations contacts at Apple advised us at the time that that seemed like a sensible thing to do given our constraints like right then, but like to be very, that we should be wary about like changing up uh, business strategies too often, like that you mm. can just end up alienating people if you're doing it too quick. So like I wouldn't rush into like a huge change right now, but I think when it does come to Castro 3, yeah, whatever exactly that is, and whenever exactly that is, um, it it would be... Hard to argue against that. That would have to be a free app. Yeah, yeah, it'll be, or at least like, yeah, that it would like that you would be possible to get it and use it for free in some way.
1: Yeah, what's in my head at the moment is like the app is free, but there's an app purchase to unlock like a lot of the serious features, so that it's almost like a free trial. Like I, I would limit it a lot for the free version, but at least they could. It would change the sales step from a user point of view of, okay, well, I'll get the free one and try that. And then if it's good enough, I'll stay there. And then I'll go buy a paid one. At least we could be one of the free ones they try then.
0: Hmm. Yeah. But the danger there, though, is that, like, the danger is like drawing the line of where you draw the, what do you hide behind the paywall, essentially. Because if, if, if what you're hiding behind it is like your most compelling things, then, like, you're, that's just making it obviously it's less of a wall than having to pay without doing anything at all but um i don't know it's maybe it makes it tricky in some ways to convince people if you're hiding your best features
1: yeah no that's that's totally true so and that balance is hard but i think we could we could definitely ease off a bit on what we're doing now the other thing is in-app purchases are messy like <laughs> we have some bugs in not well I I don't know if they're bugs or if they're issues on the App Store, but like we get problems with on Red from time to time with people who can't restore purchases or whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it'll it'll suck to have to deal with all that stuff again. Like just pay once is such a simple thing. Um Basically I think we could succeed by if Castro started coming up higher in the search results than it does, like if it was in the top ten for podcast searches. Um, then we could do well. And I think that's why the amazing not-updated-in-two-years Podcruncher app, <laughs> which doesn't work properly on a six-size screen, um, I think that's why they do okay. Um, or we can be free, I think, and then have like lots of users and be successful outside of the App Store recommending us.
0: What about Pocket Casts? Just in terms of like if you're going to like in Podcruncher or Overcast, for example, but PocketCast as well is, I guess.
1: Well, PocketCast does come up high in the search results. Um, they're like, with Podcruncher, I feel justified in saying that that's like, that's a so clearly incorrect as that it's a bug <laughs> whereas like pocket Cast is yeah, a good the pro- <laughs> problem is pocket Cast is actually good yeah so. it's a good app so <laughs> we can't i can't really say that it doesn't deserve to be there yeah, yeah but like um there are yeah the fact that no matter what you think of castro if you think it's the worst podcast app ever it should certainly come ahead of apps that aren't podcast apps when you search for podcast app and it doesn't right now
0: We should just start a segment on this show where we just review a different podcast app each week. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds good. But yeah, so there's some magic formula or like,
1: I don't know, maybe you have to bribe someone at Apple or something and then you get, you're just in the search results permanently for no good reason. Um, So that's one way we can try to find that person and bribe them.
0: That's why it's very important to go to WWDC every year.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah. or the alternative is I think you like have to be successful outside the store without the store helping you at all and I think that market needs you to be free so anyway you're totally right that we shouldn't change like it would be weird to just suddenly have this idea and then change the entire business model I think we should do that very slowly and yeah it probably is like a Castro 3 thing more than a Castro 2.4 thing um Anyway, yeah, that was a long diversion into free <laughs> apps.
0: Uh, is there anything else about Overcast Three that got your attention? Um, oh, I saw some like some tweets complaining about like one of the design changes, which I thought were funny because they're just complaints that we have heard a lot as well. But like the idea of like going from like that you could like tap an episode cell and play an episode immediately, compared to like now you tap the cell and it expands down, and you tap the play button. Um, and, yeah, I saw, like, some kind of backlash on Twitter saying, like, oh, my God, I can't believe I have to tap twice to play an episode. <laughs> We've heard that before, right? Yeah. <laughs> but it, like, makes so much sense to me. You know, like, I, I that's what used to always annoy me so much in, like, other apps. Like, part of the reason, like, even when we made Castro 1, we were like, no way are we starting audio playing once you tap an episode. cell?" So, like, yeah, in that case, like, in Castro 1, it would push on a new screen and then you'd have to tap the play button there. Um but we've always been pretty um um resolute that like playing should be like a two tap operation, right? I
1: I think my the position I'd never move on is like it has to be a, a little triangle button. Like you mm-hmm. have to know that you're choosing to play. If you're mm-hmm. just tapping a cell, the main thing you expect that to do is navigation. So if it also starts playing audio, that's insane. Like you're so often in a situation where you're using your phone and Playing audio would be the would be like rude for the people around you, or, or like I wake up in the middle of the night in bed and I'm looking through my podcasts, and I if I tap a cell and then it starts playing audio and wakes my wife up, like that's horrible. Mm. Um, and you get used to how apps work, so you eventually you'd learn not to do certain things. But that's that's not an answer to like
0: a bad interface it reminds me of i've only just thought of this like comparison like right now and obviously it's actually from quite a different uh well completely different operating system for a start but like like if in itunes or in any kind of like media player environment like on the mac if like you clicked you just like clicked on the name of a song like to select it and then that and and, like just the difference i guess there between like clicking something to select it and like double clicking it to like yeah i definitely want to play this right now yeah definitely
1: yeah that, that makes
0: sense. or even in terms of the music app, uh which I think is where like so, like some of these ideas come from that like once you see the name of something that plays audio, you tap it, uh and then the audio starts playing comes more from like music apps where, but where but it's like that point you've usually i would think like drill down like at least like into a playlist or into an album or something like that. yeah, there's
1: something about like it's a single line and it's a song you're already drilled down to the bottom level you could be in that's yeah that's definitely less bad i think
0: whereas i think any of the shortcuts where that like let you like just start playing an entire album in one tap they they i think they have like explicit like play button like hovering over in the middle of the album artwork right and then if you tap that then that's but that's a play button
1: yeah because the, the other faux pas is, like, you're currently listening to an episode, and then you're navigating around, and now you tap something, and it replaces what you're playing. Yeah,
0: or in some cases in, like, yeah. I think, I'm not sure if Music App still does this, but, like, you could do that before, and then also, like, lose your entire Up Next queue, like, in this, like, in one foul swoop. Oh, yeah. Um. Yeah, that was something that we wanted to be very careful about. I remember when we were designing the queue for Castro 2 as well, it was to
1: just... yeah anyway I, th- I think people will get like that was i remember getting that complaint in castro one a couple of times and i think i don't think like marco's gonna go out of business because of this change i think in like a week he won't hear that anymore people will just get used to it
0: uh he might keep hearing it we still hear it but like i'm glad that we're not the only ones hearing it anymore <laughs> <laughs> um yeah it's it's interesting that he's prepared to make
1: biggest changes like that that like, once people are used to how an app works, if you make big changes to it, good or bad, you're breaking people's... Yeah, you're making them learn it again, basically, which no one likes doing. Mm. So it's, yeah, interesting that he's prepared to do that.
0: One other thing that I'm, like, so curious about and, like, I really need to, like, do some investigation and, like, because fig- I thought I, I had tried to do this and I was pretty sure it couldn't be done. Um, but in Overcast trees, um, widget if the app is launched and in the background he's able to he can like start playing one of the songs that are in the list or like just start he has play pause and he also has like the like the next three songs that are in the current playlist or the next three episodes in the current playlist but you can tap them and play them without launching the app which i was so sure we weren't able to do when i was doing the hour widget um so i really need to figure that out right
1: cuz the extension the extension runs as its own app just just so people know so the like castro itself the main app with the icon that might not be in memory at the time so if you press play there the app might not receive the message to start playing right
0: yeah and the only like the notifications and whatever the different ways that i was using to communicate between the extension and the main app uh, unless we were already playing audio, I couldn't get them to deliver immediately. Um, if we were playing something, I could send over a message and, like, say, pause, for example. Uh, but unless the app was already playing audio, I wasn't able to find a way to for it to start playing audio without that uh, you tap the artwork and then it, like, launches, it makes the, full, the main app go full screen and, and start playing the audio then. But hmm. clearly there's something there, so I'm going to have to look a little bit deeper into that
1: yeah we'll we'll figure it out i guess it, it interesting that it can be done
0: yeah no because the music app has always done it but i figured they were using some hocus pocus chiggery, mm. but um <laughs> cool um what else is going on twitterific has a kickstarter yeah yeah to bring back their mac app welcome to our kickstarter segment yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i backed it for 30 dollars to get the the license and on the beta whenever the beta starts. Cool. Yeah, I was listening. There's part one of an interview on release notes with Craig Hockenberry, where he was like talking through their motivation behind doing the Kickstarter and stuff like that. So that was pretty interesting. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. Um, $75,000 they're looking for. Um, And then they have, like, even from the moment that they first announced the campaign, they had already, like, set stretch goals of 100 and 125. And each stretch goal is essentially extra features that will be in the app. Right. The amount that they get on the Kickstarter will determine how much time they're going to spend on the app. And so the more they get, the more features they're going to put in. And they've already prioritized them. Some things maybe might change, but they've already at least come up with a draft prioritization. Um so yeah, no, it'll be interesting to see how it's going how it goes. Hmm. They've already got to 60, so I mean there's no doubt in my mind they'll get to 75. It'll be interesting to see if they get how far they get to the other stretch goals.
1: Yeah, there's 20 days left on it at the moment, so they'll they'll get in there for sure. Interesting compared to uh Manton Reese's Kickstarter where it was quite a low target. Um and he still he ended up getting us quite high in the end. But yeah, I'd be so much more nervous if I was if I was them, just hoping to get to the seventy five thousand.
0: Yeah, well, I'd be very nervous if I was us trying to get to seventy five thousand for sure.
1: <laughs> yeah, so that's that's interesting.
0: I saw theirs and I thought like, oh, I'm surely they they could they'll they'll get it. Yeah, they
1: are very well known and they and they've been around forever, hmm. like a really long time. So they should be well known. Um, and then Twitterific is already an app, and they've like on iOS and on the Mac. It's just a bit out of date on the Mac. So I think there's a, like, they show no UI in their video. It's a nice video, but, like, they there's no promise about what the app looks like. or.
0: Yeah, I thought that was interesting. And it took me, actually, I don't think it was even until the day after that I realized. I was like, hold on a second. There was no, and it was like, because I, I had always imagined, we've talked before on the show about, like, oh, would we do a Kickstarter someday for, uh, for what are we going to call our secret project? <laughs> what no, what's kind of a good squiddy name? <laughs> I have no idea. We already we've already used up tentacles. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, for whatever our mystery project that might happen someday, um, and one thing that I always took as like this kind of like gospel thing that you have to do if you're doing a Kickstarter is okay. if We did that. We would have to have like a, like some sample UI done that we could show in the video and like woo people with our UI skills with a Z. Yeah,
1: yeah. I always thought we'd have to do that, but there's like a the conflict between the idea of using Kickstarter as a way to validate your idea, and if it, like if that's what you're trying to do, you should do the bare minimum to get the Kickstarter together, like whatever you have to do to make it be as successful as it can be. Um, but you don't want to, like, if we had the UI finalized, that could mean we've done sixty percent of the work. <laughs> for an app so yeah. that's not when i want to get my oh yeah this is a good idea or no this is a terrible idea i want that way before then so it's kind of but i think twitter i think the icon factory are in a slightly different position because they obviously have such a track record and they already have a twitter app and you know you kind of know what you're getting like it's probably going to be like their twitterific app for ios or mm. It's going to follow their style of UI stuff. And if, if that annoyed you before, it's probably still going to annoy you. And if you loved it
0: before, you'll probably love it. If you're John Syracuse, you'll pay them lots of money to make sure that you can get it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but for us, like, we're definitely not as
1: well known as Icon Factory. Um, could we, like, if we were doing something podcast related, could we, like, ride on that reputation
0: to, like, would that be enough for people to trust us? Like trust is one part of it. Like, I mean, it, it, it's, I think we could get people to trust us. It's how many of them that we <laughs> get to trust us is kind of the thing. Yeah. Like, I feel like if we had a project idea, like, I feel like we could use Kickstarter as a way to, like, to get an extra percentage of what we would need, the resource that we would need to make a project. That like, what would our pitch nearly would have to be not that, look, this... It, We're going to use only this money that you give us on Kickstarter. All that's what's going to go into like us making this next project. It would, I feel like we might need to be like, in terms of how much money I think we might be able to raise, it would have to be more like, look, we've put this much of our own resources into it. We've um, bootstrapped. Yeah, we've bootstrapped, <laughs> uh, but we need your help to like get it over the line. Yeah, I think that's as you were saying. Then that's what makes it difficult to then also use it at the same time to validate an idea because, mm, or maybe you could say, maybe you could say, look, we have this, mo- we have enough bootstrapped to give us the legs to make this happen. We need to make sure it's definitely a good idea, and we need a bit more to like make sure that we can do it right and not just uh, throw it together. Um, so maybe there's like kind of an angle there that you could use yeah like ev- even early enough in a project
1: yeah i think definitely that approach makes sense for us that like it's we're not asking you for to pay us 100% for two years or something while we build an app it's more like okay we've done we've done 60% of the project and now we want to finish it so help us get over the line i think that makes more sense for us at the moment mm.
0: podcast talk podcast talk <laughs> um okay only time for one episode this week so i'm just going to talk briefly about a podcast episode called audio descriptions on the 20000 hertz podcast it's only 13 minutes long definitely recommend giving it a listen uh, it's essentially the story behind these hidden or not well these audio description tracks that go on lots of tv shows hmm. um apparently like lots of cable channels have them um, as like an accessibility feature so that people uh, can enjoy the show whether they can um, see it pr- fully or not and oh. um, and there's like a lot of like kind of legal battles and things in there around like trying to convince Netflix and other content providers to also include these audio description tracks as a as an option what's really interesting about it um is even just in terms of like how these audio tracks sound um like it's not just that there's like this like uh case of like just describing everything that's going on on screen or like the man walks through the door and all this stuff it's it feels a lot more like audio storytelling that like i would be familiar with from some podcasts where you like you don't describe everything you just you just think of ways to enhance like what's already there what you can already hear but just with a few extra details about things that you wouldn't pick up on if you weren't able to see the characters on screen um so it's the idea that, like, whether you are, like, visually impaired or not, this is actually, like, a really interesting way to listen to some of the stories. Like, there was episodes of, they played some clips from, like, the, um, that 70s show I think it was called the 70s oh, yeah. show that 70s show but but with like a few extra bits of like audio commentary and um, and like it was really subtle like just the little bits that were added in um, but it just like brought the story to life like in a new way and so I was listening to it obviously on a podcast and obviously without the visuals and um, but I still had a bit of a chuckle and it still rem- like felt like that 70s show but in a different in a in a different format and um, so it's interesting just even in terms of like so opening up uh, TV and movies to people who are visually impaired, but also just perhaps to like making that content be able to be enjoyed in a different environment as well. Like you could listen to that seventy show instead of watching it, for example, if that's how you wanted to do it. So huh. I thought it was pretty interesting.
1: That's pretty cool. I'll line that one up for sure.
0: Yeah. So that's audio descriptions on the 20,000 Hertz podcast. There's lots of other good episodes on that podcast too. Is 20,000 hertz spelled out or is it the number? Yeah, it's all spelled out in letters. Okay, cool. Just
1: (laughs) search features in some podcast apps are a bit sensitive to those kinds of things. (laughs) Use the link. Use the Castro (laughs) FM link in the show notes. There'll be a link in the show notes. All right, I think that's all we have time for. If you enjoyed the show, give us a review on iTunes and otherwise we'll be back in two weeks. Take care, guys. Bye.